nonprofit MBA purpose <laughs> is to provide new business insights and fresh creative ideas for executive directors and their teams that will help them improve their organization. Here is your host, Stephen Halasnik. Welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Halasnik, and I will be your host for today's nonprofit MBA podcast. And for those of you who don't know me, I'm co founder of Financing Solutions. Financing with Solutions has been around for 11 years, and we're the leading provider of lines of credit for small nonprofits in the United States. If you are interested in learning more about a line of credit or actually seeing how much you would be approved for, please visit our website at nonprofitmbapodcast.com. Again, that's nonprofitmbapodcast.com. And for the first time in my four-year history, I actually have a, a sponsor for uh, the next 12 months of our podcast. So it gives you an idea how popular the podcast is. So today's uh, sponsor is Arrays. And uh, Arrays uh, Fast Fund Online is a cloud-based system that seamlessly integrates nonprofit fund accounting, fundraising, and payroll in a single solution. It's designed by CPAs. Uh, uh, Fast Fund Online is helping nonprofits be more accountable, transparent, and provides proper stewardship of donor funds. And for more information about Arrays, please visit Arrays.com or call 847-761-9605. Or you can also ask for Joe Scarano. So Arrays is spelled A-R-A-I-Z-E.com. And I, I'm a big believer in getting industry-specific uh, software. So instead of using QuickBooks, use uh, Arrays because I think that they, that's what they specialize in is nonprofit accounting, which is you know much better to use. Today, I'm very excited to be speaking with Kyle Cote uh, uh, from Right Gift. Uh, Kyle, did I pronounce the last name correct? Uh, it's Cody. Cody, I'm sorry. So it's Cody. I knew I said it wrong. So thank you very much. Um, and today's topic that we're going to be getting into is nonprofit in kind fundraising and item procurement. Um, Kyle uh, is the CEO and co founder of RightGift.com, a benefits company on the mission to empower nonprofits and their donors to expand their social impact through conscious, conscientious. Uh, utilization of items purchase, purchase and in-kind donations. Right Gift aggregates its nonprofit partner's spending power in order to reduce costs on items and increase social impact. Right Gift's free technology platform allows nonprofits to successfully run virtual wish list campaigns, coordinate spending and approvals, and shop directly for social impact items. Kyle, welcome to today's Nonprofit MBA podcast. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks for having me. So before we kind of get into the nitty gritty of uh, the topic, uh, tell us a little bit more about what item procurement means. Right. So at the core of Right Gift, we handle all of the very hard and tough jobs that nonprofits have with item procurement. So that can be social impact items that go directly to those in need or things around the office, the cleaning and office supplies that we run the gamut. Uh, we focus on social impact categories like apparel, books, disaster relief, uh, menstrual and personal hygiene, school supplies, and many other of these social impact item categories. 
uh, we do that by going out and pulling together all of the suppliers that uh, are in these categories. So if you think about what it takes to actually go buy these as a nonprofit, it's very tough. You have to find the supplier, you have to handle the logistics, the planning, the shipping, know that they have the items that you need, and it's a huge chore. So we take all that lifting and as a platform at our base, that's what we do. So we work with over a hundred social impact suppliers and we bring those together as a base of our platform. And then on top of our platform, we offer products and programs. So the ones you mentioned, uh, gift and kind campaigns, uh, these are wish lists, but they're more than that. You can manage roles and permissions. So you have administrative power. If you're say a national organization, you can control chapters and those chapters can run many wishlist campaigns. And we handle things like um, donor opt-in information, tracking and reporting. Uh, these campaigns are great for transparent donor information. The donors always know where their item, where their purchase of the items are going and how they're being spent. And wow. the nonprofits know that they're getting the best deal on the item in the market. We push for that through our supply chain, hmm. uh, especially during the pandemic. Now with inflation, uh, we're keep, we're always keep an eye on that social impact and goal. Uh, Oh, go ahead. So, so what, give me an example of the top item that is procured usually on your platform. Right. So we do a ton in apparel and personal hygiene and menstrual, menstrual hygiene. Those, those seem to, if you think about a homeless shelter, for example, oh. uh, or a school and the school's needs, uh, housing, a person comes with a lot of other item needs. Uh, taking care of children that are underserved, that that's where we live. It's generally people, it's less pets, uh, but we, we look to take care of the individual as a whole. Hmm. And so the, <clears throat> the items that you, that they would be procuring are new. That's correct. So yeah. we work either, th these are all brand new items. We procure them. Uh, they, Nonprofits will have donated items that come to them, obviously. Uh, we help facilitate that those items are what they need. So we'll work with the nonprofit, plan out their year, plan out their giving goals, what they need to receive. Um, and then the wish list campaigns reflect that need. And if there's a lot of, say, personal hygiene items being donated, there's always a gap. That seems to be the case across the board even at the largest national organizations. People donate what they think is good, and then there's a gap where budgets need to be spent. We optimize those budgets. So organ a, a company uh, has all this oversold, no, is on this undersold inventory, or inventory is not sold. They, they give it to you, and then you, you sell it either for them or you sell it for your organization. Um, you facilitate that. Is that accurate? I right. mean, on the, on the, on the, on, on that side of procurement. Right. On the supply side. So our structure is we act as a retailer for social impact. Yes. So the items, uh, that we procure are not donated to us. Uh, think of us as a, you know, a big box retailer with a pure social stint. Uh, we're making sure we act in the categories where social impact items are needed. 
And so the suppliers that we work with, they in turn uh, offer those those items through Cheap. us. Cheap. That's right. And yeah, yeah, so yeah. What we're, the, the bigger thing we're able to do is aggregate all the spending of the nonprofits that work with us. Yeah. Uh, if a smaller nonprofit comes in and, or if they were to try to go purchase this on their own, for example, uh, they don't have the spending power on their own. Larger nonprofits that purchase with us and plan their purchasing, uh, we aggregate all of that. We have the spending power and it's pretty impressive what we're able to do to reduce costs. We're about 20% under uh, wholesale in most cases on average. Uh, the other side of that is planning and logistics. A lot of nonprofits don't have storage space. They don't have dedicated people to receive. They may be sharing a, a facility either with a church or another warehouse. It, it takes all shapes and forms. <laughs> and so we work with them to make sure shipments come as uh, one shipment or as few as possible. Uh, so we lower the footprint there uh, where you're not receiving a ton of items as donors would donate them. And we're able to bring all that that power to reduce costs, plan the shipping, get things where they need to be when they need to be there. Yeah, so it's just oh, do you know I don't have my phone with me. Um, damn, I can't think of the uh, the company I just used. So I just been cleaning out the house, and so I got um, I got rid of I'm you know selling some items that are that are sellable, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of the first time I really did it. I have a friend who does it a lot. So um, I'm not using eBay. I'm using some other, uh, another uh, organization, which I, I kind of forgot. So I actually made my first sale the other day, just to, I'm happy to get rid of it. And I, what a deal. It's like a $400 stationary bike that I sold for $75, you know, just, I want to get it out. I made $75 on it. I hate, I hate throwing things away like that. It's just too valuable. You, you see that with, you know, uh, baby stuff, you know, uh, you know, uh, you, you know, carts and car seats and 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 toys and all other stuff but let's go uh just on the end of um the 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 nonprofit in kind fundraising mm -hmm. so can you go can an organization that's a nonprofit come to you and say you know we want to raise funds through donations of in-kind goods um and like, like I say, let's say I'm, I'm personally selling a lot of ski equipment, right? Mm -hmm. So they would say is, let's do a drive of all good condition ski equipment and we'll give it to, you know, your organization. I, I don't know if it works this way for right gift and you'll get rid of it. Does it work that way or no? Uh, no. So the distinction... I, I see where you're going. The distinction with us is uh, think of us as a big box retailer. So these are all new items. Yeah. Uh, the donated items that are pre-used, that those items uh, do not flow through us. Yeah. So we're, yeah. We're focused on working with suppliers that manufacture their own items start to finish, uh, some of which are nonprofits themselves. So there's a, a double gift back in that scenario, supporting a nonprofit that uh, we find a home for in, in a nonprofit's budget or through our donation tool, uh, through campaigns. So we're focused on that new item and navigating supply chain of uh, suppliers that provide those new items. Now, um, okay. do you have nonprofits that will come to you and say is, you know, we're looking to purchase this, but you don't, you don't have it. 
uh, we do specialty orders all the time, right? Mm -hmm. So there's things that fall into our core social impact categories. And uh, we had a request that we weren't able to fulfill, but we've been asked for things like we need uh, 500 turkeys and 250 hams. Okay, well, we went and looked at our network. Uh, we didn't have that one at the time, but we we're able to fulfill uh, quite a few distinct custom orders. Uh, and the scenarios run the gamut. Uh, toys, school supplies, those all fall within our social impact categories, but you name it, we've seen it. Yeah. So um, tell me the most, uh, give me, first tell me the top three questions that your customers uh, or prospects that come to you have. Tell me, first tell me the first three questions and then we'll address each one of them. So tell me the top three. Sure. Uh, So we get uh, compared to Amazon wishlist a lot for our campaign product. Um, we also sell direct. So in those two products, we get asked very often, can I communicate with my donor? Can I manage items uh, or coordination of our item need internally uh, across a large organizational footprint? Um, and third is simply price. Are, are we going to be able to uh see a lift in our social impact. Um, and then the follow on a lot of fourth because they come tightly bundled there is, uh, how do we receive these? Are we going to get flooded with items or are we not? So, uh, kind of jumping back, there's, uh, the internal communication is key being able to have, for example, we have what we call roles and permissions. Uh, you can be a national organization. Uh, we have a partnership and work with the Assistance League. They have 120 chapters throughout the United States, and each chapter supports about 30 to 50 schools on average and handles requests and approves them and will allocate budget towards helping those schools. That's a very complex system that's been handled on paper for a long time. Uh, so this they can run campaigns for that to help subsidize those needs. They can also use their own budgets and we allow for a flexible system where the national level can onboard many chapters. Those chapters can run many campaigns. Those chapters can also run approval, requests and approvals from each school that they support. So the school knows the need on the ground uh, for the students that are underserved. They use that to uh, choose from a store within RightGift that's been approved by the chapter. And the chapter gets the request. They, they say, great, this is within our budget that is listed for the schools to abide by. And then they have everything there in one system to be able to conduct the purchase for those items. We distribute them to each school and handle all the logistics. Uh, I'm not familiar with Amazon wishlist. So, you know, oh. what what is Amazon wishlist? Uh, Amazon wishlist, uh, you simply Go to Amazon, they uh, allow you to create one or many wish lists, and then that's it. <laughs> you can't communicate with your donor, but you can list items for retail prices uh, at retail sizes. So uh, one by And this is so a nonprofit says, I, these are the items I need, right. and then someone purchases them for them if they... That, that's correct. And they reach out to their donors, their donors come in, um, they need an Amazon 
Prime account to do so, and then they. Uh, is there a discount that Amazon gives because you're buying from that list? Not, not that I'm aware of. So, so it would be better. I mean, you're you're not really giving a wish list. You're buying things in bulk, right? Yeah. So it works a little differently. Well, these are wish list campaigns, so we present uh, them as the needed items, right? Gotcha. So a nonprofit can set up a wish list, uh, evangelize it to their donors. Um, it looks more like a GoFundMe presentation of a wish list, but it's that internal collaboration around it uh, that the entire organization can communicate on what's being purchased, see a roll-up report of the history of all their purchases. Donors, as they donate, can opt in to share their information. And that is very valuable on the nonprofit side to understand what current donors versus net new donors are donating to that campaign. And then really importantly, we reduce costs, we bundle everything together in uh, bulk size orders uh, or shipments, uh, plan the shipment delivery to the nonprofit and plan the, that timing and coordination uh, so that they don't have to find a home for, you know, a thousand coats that they may collect in a drive. Yeah. So the, the first question, it was in relation to, um, uh, that the people are asking you in relation how was it how do you compare against Amazon wish lists or was that the is or how do I interact you know was that was that the first question that usually comes up yeah uh, the the first <laughs> the first of that slew of questions is uh, how do we uh, run this in a way that is benefit I'll summarize it run it in a way that's beneficial for our nonprofit instead of shoehorning an existing say Amazon wish list into this bucket. Oh. Uh, the, that's generally that encapsulates all of those questions. Okay. And so what, sorry, go ahead. Oh, oh just uh, those points that I was making that that's a differentiator. We, I spoke with roughly 200 nonprofits before we produced our campaign product, which was our first one. Uh, we then expanded our supply chain. And what we learned from that was donor communication, donor transparency and giving, uh, logistics and planning and price. That, gotcha. That's what we're solving with this. So your your product uh, would uh, would uh, would relay the information of who donated them that. That's item, right. And we, if they agree, that's right. We have an opt in at the end to share marketing information, garner tax receipts for the donor okay. if, if they choose to, yeah. um, and relay all that information to the nonprofit only if the donor opts in. Yeah. Is, it, is there a statistic that shows what percentage of people will actually not select anonymous? Oh, it's tremendous. It's over 90%. We'll uh, share the information. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So the okay. second most important question that people typically ask? Um, I, I think we covered it there. That's on the campaign side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we also do direct purchase planning. Like we'll okay. work with a nonprofit. Uh, to lay out their year, what are their programs, what do they support, who's involved internally, uh, who does the approval of the need, who conducts the, the, the purchases, and then who pays for them. They're often not the same individuals within an organization. Uh, so we create partnerships so that we can understand what a nonprofit is doing throughout the year, who they're, who they're helping, uh, when budgets arrive, how their physical year is set up, and then we go to our suppliers uh, through our platform and uh, marry all that together. Here's 
how we can show an increase in lift in your spending. It's savings equals lives impacted. It's really that simple. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so that's that's one piece of it. So through campaigns as well, jumping back, uh, a lot of CSR programs and businesses work with us. They'll engage their employees to give to a campaign. And CSR is uh, customer support. Social responsibility. Oh, corporate social responsibility. Okay. That's right. So budgets that the businesses have set aside to uh, make some social impact. Uh, there's a giving thesis behind it, uh, usually led from the bottom up from employee interest is what we've seen. And so the business will have a budget or a matching budget for their employees. Employees will um, go to campaigns and give themselves. And then that'll usually be matched through a CSR budget uh, or just completely donated to by a CSR budget. So for example, we work with uh, period.org and Minstrel Solutions, and they have a ton of chapters throughout the United States uh, that work with them. They also have businesses that work with them. Uh, so it's this ecosystem of businesses, uh, multi-level chapters that, you know, you have a national organization with many chapters uh, and they'll run campaigns, purchase direct, both on the business and the nonprofit side. Uh, whatever they need during that year. It's the overall planning that we do that's really key. If you plan with right gift, we really can stretch your dollar, make logistics and receiving so much easier. Uh, uh, did we cover the third question that people ask? I hope so. Okay. <laughs> so, um, we did. No, we're, worth mentioning is uh, just the different ways right gift works, right? I want to make sure that's that's very clear. So Gift and kind campaigns is one uh, as a better replacement for your Amazon wish list. Uh, working with CSR programs through those campaigns and other businesses, all the tools that we provide for collaboration within an organization on the back end. Um, the other thing that we do is any, we call our program is concierge program. So we have foundations and high net worth individuals that will approach a nonprofit and say, I would like to give, say, $100,000. Uh, okay, we can handle that. We work with them just like we would a CSR program. How do we shepherd those funds, give insight of exactly how they're used down to the item level, exactly the savings against you know the market that we're providing. Uh, other, other ways we work with them, uh, high net worth individuals and foundations is they'll have a giving thesis and it takes a lot of work. If say you have a hundred thousand dollars, for example, and I want to spread that around, how do I go about doing that? Well, we have these relationships with nonprofits. Uh, if there's a specific nonprofit that is brought to us, we'll go contact them. But we also know that the need on the ground. We know that through the campaigns, that's the defined need. We know that uh, just through these planned purchases that we're doing with nonprofits. So we, we really deeply understand the programs, the impact, what's being supported, and who might need what today versus in six months. So yeah. you look at that giving thesis that, uh, say, a foundation might have, a family foundation, and they would say, I would like to give in Texas as a geography uh, for something as specific as coats, or maybe it's simply help children, right? So we yeah. take all that into consideration 
and we will recommend nonprofits that are verified that have been on our system. We know the people behind the scenes. Uh, we have strong relationships. And so we know not just that they're only say guides are verified, but these are actual humans on the ground with more than an EIN that are doing the, the social impact work. So we'll, we'll have a slew of nonprofits we can recommend and then make it all the cart list to choose from. And we handle it all from there. That that's how we can distribute, identify and shepherd those donations out to many nonprofits. Uh, sometimes it ends up being just one that they resonate with as a foundation or giver. Uh, other times, uh, we're working on one today, uh, that is sending coats to, um, I believe there's about 2000 coats being distributed to eight nonprofits and just the logistics of trying to do that on your own. It, it's a hurdle. Oh, well, <clears throat> um, how did you get involved in starting this company? Sure. So it started as a side project. Uh, I come from a background in, uh, well, I'm near Austin. So Austin based technology startups, um, I held roles in, uh, design product and engineering, uh, along the way. Uh, so I'm a designer and a somewhat of an engineer, engineer manager, I'd say. Uh, and that gave me a lot of insight. I've worked in supply management, artificial intelligence, uh, coupons. <laughs> across the board. Uh, and we created as a side project uh, during my career, Right Gifts first incarnation was a unified wedding registry, like the knot, if you've heard of that. So yep, I have, yeah, yeah that's, that was where we began. And we wanted to focus it at nonprofits. We saw nonprofits coming on to use it because they weren't happy with Amazon wishlist. They yeah. needed a few more features and understanding of the nature of how donors want to support their cause and on the back end, how they need a wish list to function for the reporting and insight. Also how they need to receive items. So these are the conversations that I had very early on. And we understood there was a big gap in purchasing along the way. So we launched with wishlist campaigns only. Uh, and then we found that we need to control more of the uh, shipping logistics, the product management and the pricing more than anything else. Uh, and that meant we become a retailer, right? So we don't charge anything for the platform. There's no contract subscription fees, uh, no hidden transaction fees at all. Uh, our business model is we are a retail store. We just happen to be cheaper and built for nonprofits and learning from them every day. The uh, top three nonprofits that use your service. I know we mentioned one of them already, which is um, homeless shelters. Is that one of the top three? Uh, it's really across the board. Uh, uh, I, I hate to say that as uh, uh, not, not avoiding the question, but it's um, we have very large businesses that work with us, Fortune 500s uh, that use their CSR budgets through us and employee engagement. We have national nonprofits like assistance league, uh, with 20,000 members and, uh, they support so many schools. It's incredible. Um, we, in areas it's homeless shelters, uh, hygiene, mobile, uh, showers. Um, we, and then anyone that interacts with the school on a need to need basis. 
Mm. Right. So, and I'm kind of doing us a little bit of an injustice, uh, period poverty is a big one. Uh, we work with some United ways. Um, yeah, it's, it's so broad and the size of a nonprofit does not matter. We can help, uh, the cause type, as I mentioned, our, our core categories, uh, but come to right gift. We'll do what we can to see, uh, what we can fit into products that are outside of our scope. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we're constantly listening for as well. Uh, we look at it on product level and category level. What is the next set of suppliers that we need to bring into our system and support a, a growing sector or category of social impact item needs? What, what, what questions haven't I asked um, that, um, not that clients do, but that I should, that should have, because I don't know the material good enough yet, um, <laughs> that, that you would like to tell our listeners? Um, so that's a very good question. I've covered the main points I, I wanted to talk about. The, the, the biggest thing I, I can say is when nonprofits work together, right? It's very hard to collaborate, not, not just run your own operation, right? There's day to day, you're wearing a million hats. You're trying to keep the lights on and move forward and you're doing it, uh, purely to serve a social impact goal. Uh, what we're doing on our end at the very core of right gift is bringing those budgets together, right? So the larger nonprofits with more funding, more grants, uh, they still have the problem of procurement. We work with them. We work with smaller nonprofits that may order a thousand dollars a year, uh, worth, worth of social impact items. Well, it's, not a mandate that you have to buy into a club with right gift. There's no cost. We do all that work on the back end. We drive the prices down. We handle the shipping and logistics and we work within your ecosystem of supporters, businesses, uh, employee engagement, foundations, donors, and your own budgets to make, just make sure that all of those scenarios are taken care of. Yeah, I like I like something you just said, um, and I'll I'm going to articulate it in a, in a roundabout way, and that is, there was a there was, uh, on 60 Minutes last night, and, and then the airing of this podcast is December 1st, 2022. It was uh, a um, on 60 Minutes a show called Survival of the Friendliest, and it was a story. It was a really good story by Anderson Cooper um, about how dogs evolved to being friendly with man. Okay. And it started 30,000 years ago. And because of the, the genetic capabilities we have to look at genes, um, they, uh, what happened was they, they've now proven that animal, uh, that dogs, uh, became friendly with that, that those dogs that became friendly with man, survived mm -hmm. which is i mean it kind of sounds obvious right um but that they were able to and you know this is a side note they were actually able to show in the genetic sequence where a dog would have ears that go up and ears that go down 
exactly in the genetic sequence. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, their ability to, uh, so the reason why that was appropriate because they showed a wild wolf, it did not have the friendly gene that a domesticated dog had. Mm -hmm. And so the, the underlying current behind the story was that we think it's survival the fittest and it's not, you know, maybe there are parts of it, but in this case, people can move up because of the networks that they built. And so I've started a number of companies and I've, I can't tell you how many times that I became really good friends with my competition, the owners of my competition and how we worked together to build our companies. You know, I'm not talking about that. I became friendly with Amazon, right? Um, you know, it was more two smaller companies picking each other's brains to beat the bigger guys. And so it's something that you said was interesting how maybe some of our listeners should, you should know some of the nonprofits that are in your areas and really get to know the executive directors at those locations, especially if they're bigger. Right. Um, and, you know, and, and the reason, one of the reasons I say that too is what made me think of it too, was that if I was an executive director and I had listened to this podcast about Right Gift, I'd be like, you know what, here is something that I just heard about that I think can help your organization. And then maybe that executive director would say back, hey, I just heard about this that would help your organization. And, you know, maybe you all have, we all have three, four, five things that we've uncovered that we're like, wow, this is great, you know? And I think, right. you know, one of the reasons why I wanted you to have, on, uh, have you on my podcast was because I thought what you're doing is pretty unique. Yeah, we have so much to say about what you just said. So, <laughs> excuse me. Um, what you're doing on this podcast, it does bring those things together. You're shedding light on uh, corners of either nonprofit technology or finance space, uh, you know, talking to folks like us. Uh, that does distribute that information. Uh, go back to your dog example. Uh, they were able to be domesticated and thrive because they work together with humans, right? Yes. So they had to worry about fewer things. Yes. They could focus on uh, fewer things, have fewer obstacles in their way. Uh, that's a really good example. That's what we're doing. If yep. we can help nonprofits uh, on the procurement side, as an external team, free resource that they do not have to worry about the, these day-to-day -day things, uh, about how are we going to procure and manage the, the purchase of uh, personal hygiene, menstrual hygiene, coats, all you know throughout the year across different programs and coordinate all of this. Uh, what does that free you up to do? What does it free up uh, multiple nonprofits working together in coordination around larger programs. Uh, it creates a ton of time, saves a ton of money. Uh, and we saw we could, we could do that. We could grow a business and overall, you know, if I'm being selfish, I get to work with and help increase the impact of a lot of cost types across a lot of areas. Uh, there's, it, it, we were looking at our data, 
it's largely women and children that are being supported, unfortunately. Yeah. Right? But it, when we're able to coordinate the spend, you know, that dog gets domesticated. That dog, the, the, the example you gave there, they, they don't have to worry about being alone in the woods. Yeah. They have help. That's what we're doing. Yeah. I like I, that I, That's great. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was a good story, too, and um, so I can see where it really relates. Um, so, you know, uh, that's really all the time we have uh, today, um, and I would like to thank so much uh, for Kyle for coming on to Write uh, – I'm sorry. I would like to thank Kyle from Write Gift for coming on today's podcast. And if you like today's podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend and also subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. And if you like today's podcast, please give us a review. That's what really gets the word out. I mean, this is, uh, we have over 10,000 listeners. We, um, we were rated five stars on our podcast. It really helps us get the word out. And of course, if you're looking for a line of credit for your nonprofit, you can call us at 862-207-4118 or visit our website at nonprofitmbapodcast.com. Also, don't forget about today's sponsor, Arrays, uh, Fast Fund Online. It's A-R-A-I-Z-E. And, uh, you know, highly recommend that if you're not using accounting software right now for specifically built for nonprofits. Kyle, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that? Uh, just simply go to rightgift.com or email me directly at kyle at rightgift.com. Right. And uh, um, so... Right gift is R I G H T G I F T, of course. And um, so, you know, I always always end my podcast on this is, you know, it's just Thanksgiving just passed, of course, and we're all thanking lots of people. But I want to thank our listeners, not because you're listening. Uh, that Thank you for that. But thank I want to thank you for all the work that you're doing out there to make the world a better place. Uh, we certainly the world needs it. Uh, I, and I know that, you know, Kyle and I are trying to do our, our, the right thing, our own way in our individual lives to be good people and to give back. But you guys, our listeners are out there uh, doing it every single day. I thank you for that. And I just want to remind you though, that you need to also take good care of yourself, that you're no good to your family, your, your, your organization, your friends, if you don't take good care of yourself. So please make sure you're doing that. Other than that, I just want to wish everybody a, um, well, a happy Thanksgiving. I hope you had one and also a great new year. It's just around the corner. So please um, enjoy the rest of your year 